0: Locked on Dolphins. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: What's up, Dolphins and welcome into the Thursday November the 9th, or I guess by the time you listen to the show, Friday, November the 10th edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast presented by mybookie.ag. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we preview the Dolphins' Monday night game in Carolina, the debut of TJ McDonald, returning from his eight-game suspension, first time with the Miami Dolphins. And we award our second winner of the ProFootballFocus.com Edge subscription giveaway as well as read a couple of reviews. So let's get right into it in today's show and if you guys follow me on Twitter by now at Wingfield NFL or if you follow the show at Locked on Finn, You saw the piece today that I wrote about TJ McDonald and kind of some film study behind his background with the Los Angeles Rams and dating back to St. Louis Rams, kind of what he meant to that team and what he can do with this Miami Dolphins team moving forward. And the player that I saw on tape and I wanted to look at him again today to get a refresher cuz I haven't looked at him since back in March when we first signed him and he played a little bit during the preseason and was kind of disappointing from where I stood. He had a bad angle on with the first touchdown of the first drive that the Atlanta Falcons ran in that first preseason game, and that wasn't a very good look. But again, preseason can usually be a bit of a non sequitur in terms of having an impact on real games. And his performance with the Rams last year would indicate that he is a player very much like Rashad Jones in the sense that he can do a lot of the same things down around the line of scrimmage. He's a big hitter. He can find himself around the football and, and dislodge the football from ball carriers, And I think the reason the Dolphins were attracted to TJ McDonald was because of the ability to make him and Rashad Jones kind of interchangeable on that back end and in the sense that they can kind of do the exact same thing and disguise their coverages in that way. And with the Rams, he did a lot of things where he was up around the last scrimmage around the C gap on the strong side over the tight end where he either chips the tight end, carries him downfield, he takes the running back in the flat, he blitzes off that edge, he plays the run defense off that gap, sets the edge there, just like Rashad Jones does in so many ways. And if you have both those guys, you can kind of line them up on either hash mark and then you can kind of... I don't know how you describe that kind of shoot him up the elevator shaft or back down and and just move them around in a way that disguises the coverage and can kind of confuse the offense because you kind of have the same player out there. And I think Rashad's a little bit better of a blitzer. He might be a little bit better against the run, whereas McDowell might be a little bit better in that short area coverage. And if you saw that piece today, I wrote, I put up a couple of gifs from my Twitter account displaying some of the skills that McDonald possesses that could really benefit this team and this defense to take a next step to going from a middle-of-the-pack type of defense to maybe close to a top-10 defense like we thought we had in the beginning part of the season. But McDonald does a lot of things well, like I said, in that short area hook zone, and that's kind of something that you can – defend the Patriots with and have success where you can kind of dislodge those receivers or not just dislodge, but reroute those receivers in the short areas and kind of disrupt the passing game in the short area where the, where the Patriots can really beat you at. And he did a lot of that with the Rams coming down into the box and making plays in that sense. And he, you know, he can bail out into two deep coverage. He can bail out into cover fi- uh, center field, cover one. He can come up from cover two and play a kind of quarters look where he's in that short area. And he had a really nice play. in the first, the first gif that I pulled up today was against the Arizona Cardinals last year. And he made a great tackle on John Brown in a short area on a crossing route. So he can disrupt things in that sense. He can play the run. Not much of a blitzer. He doesn't really kind of have that technique for getting around the edge and flying straight into the quarterback. Doesn't really time it up very well, but that's something that Rashad Jones does very well. And what I really have been harping on is the idea of getting more dime packages onto the field. And that's something the Dolphins actually do not do. Per CK Parrott, Chris Kaufman on Twitter, a very good Dolphins follow if you haven't followed him yet on Twitter. He had a comment about the Dolphins dime packages and the lack thereof, I should say, and how they actually have not run a single dime package. That's where you get six defensive backs onto the field, typically three corners and three safeties. They haven't done it one time this year, and that goes all the way into the preseason when they had TJ McDonald on the field. And if you're gonna run that coverage in, in a game, you probably want to practice it at some point. Something they haven't done, and it's not something they would really want to disguise to the point to where they're kind of unveil it all of a sudden. So no three safety looks where you have McDonald and Jones where one of them kind of plays a quasi-linebacker, probably takes Kiko Alonso off the field, and you could possibly sneak sneak Maurice Smith onto the field as a single high center field safety, who did pretty well in that role in Sunday night against the Raiders. I don't think you're going to see very much of that. It's going to be part of the two safeties interchanging and kind of doing different things and just disguising those looks. So McDonald's back. It might take a couple of games to get him back into the fold, but I think that this would be the perfect game to go ahead and get him back for because the dolphins are going to need everything they have up in the box to defend the Panthers run. And because of their quarterback that they have behind or under center, I should say, is the reason you really have to load up that area and kind of prevent him from beating you with his legs because he is a tough guy to get to the ground. He can run like a, you know, he's a size of a defensive end. He has the speed of Antonio Brown, and he can throw the ball pretty well too. So he's a tough guy to defend, and the Dolphins are lucky to get McDonald back into this game because those design quarterback runs where Cam Newton takes the direct snap, that erases someone out of the blocking equation, so you have more guys to block the defensive Players into the field rather than having to have a running or a quarterback, you know, bail out of the formation and not have anything to do with the play. So, getting more bodies in there is going to be crucial for the Dolphins to stop the run, and that's the only way they're really going to stop the Panthers is if they contain the running game, which they've done a very good job this year. But it should only get better in this game with McDonald coming back. And let's get right into the game preview. Speaking of McDonald's return for that game, Monday night against the Carolina Panthers at eight thirty on the East Coast out there. And when you look at that Panthers offense, it really goes beyond Cam Newton. He is certainly the straw that stirs a the drink there, but their attempt to get more speed on the field was done in part by trading away Kelvin Benjamin and trying to get more of Curtis Samuel, as well as possibly some Christian McCaffrey and some receiving looks and, and just beef up the speed element of their offense and, the reason I don't think that's going to work very well for them in this game is because the Dolphins have improved their speed on the defense so well. You know, Lawrence Timmons has really improved that area. Kiko Alonso is a fast player. McDonald getting onto the field helps in that sense, too. So they have some more speed guys in the field this year than instead of being more of a slow and, and kind of reactionary defense. They can kind of, you know, play off instinct and play a lot faster than they have in the past, and that's going to go a long way to beating the Panthers, or at least contain them on offense a little bit, and they're... Panthers offensive line isn't one of the better ones in the league. They made a lot of efforts this offseason to go ahead and upgrade it. It's gotten better, but it's not a lot better. And the Dolphins up front can really dominate teams in that sense. And having an extra day off and a little bit longer to prepare this week, hopefully, can help that line get rested because they kind of got beat up on Sunday's game against the Raiders. And even though Indominic and Sue didn't practice and Andre Branch was a little bit banged up as well, they figured to get most of these guys back and healthy into that game. And I, th- I think they could have a good impact on the game by defending the run and maybe getting a couple takeaways and just kind of limiting the Panthers' offense in general. So I think the Panthers won't score a lot of points in this game. And it's going to come down to whether or not the Dolphins' offense can generate enough points to get a victory. And going on the road, Road on Monday night, and you know, kind of Jay Cutler does kind of live for these primetime games. He usually gets more up for these games and plays a lot better in them. We saw that on Sunday night against the Raiders, but this Panthers defense is going to offer a whole different slate of challenges. They've got some nice pieces in the secondary from safety Kirk Coleman to cornerback James Bradbury. These guys are. are Bradbury was a newer addition a couple years ago as a rookie, and Coleman's kind of a wildly old veteran that can be in the right spot, and he kind of gets the defense lined up right and makes the right calls, and Bradbury is a very aggressive corner that can get into a receiver's hip pocket and really frustrate him throughout the game. And then you move to the linebackers, and of course they've got Luke Keekly, one of the best tacklers in the league and one of the most distinctive players in the league, and then of course Thomas Davis there, who has just been a stalwart for a long, long time. The other linebacker Shaq Thompson from the University of Washington. He's a good player as well. So the Panthers very well stocked at the linebacker position. You go up front, one Short really gets done, kind of like an Adamakensu type of presence on their defensive line. So he can really clog things up in the middle with the Dolphins struggling interior offensive line. So I just think that the defenses in this game have the upper edge in this one, and I think it's going to be a little bit more of a low-scoring affair, whereas the Panthers are 10-point favorites. I don't think they're going to win by that much. I think it's going to be a lot closer, low-scoring, like I said. Probably something like a 19-16 to game, 19-13 game in that range, and that's what I'm going to go with is 19-16 in this game, and that's why I'm making this game... My MyBookie.ag pick of the week. MyBookie.ag is the official sponsor of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. And when people ask me, who do I have this week in my bets? What I always tell them is what's an, as important as the team you're betting on is the app you're betting through, the site you're betting through. And that's why I always tell people to go to MyBookie.ag. They have been in business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. They have the fastest payouts. It's just two business days, which is unheard of in the industry. And that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my mybookie.ag today. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now in mybookie. You'll match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That is promo code LOCKEDON to activate the 100% bonus. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is the Locked On Dolphins Podcast presented by mybookie.ag. Your host, Travis Wingfield, at WingfieldNFL on Twitter and at LockedOnFins, the show handle, and up next, the official giveaway for the PFF Edge subscription.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, I've talked about this promo a lot, and I want to give away my second PFF Edge subscription right now. If you guys listen to the podcast, you know by now how to enter into the PFF Edge Subscription sweepstakes. All you had to do was go into the show on iTunes and leave a review on the show and leave your Twitter handle in the review for a chance to win a free PFF Edge Subscription, the premier website when it comes to player grades, positional ranks, and snap counts. They have all the best fantasy rankings, projections, tools, and charts for you fantasy guys, for you draft nicks. They've got college profiles and stats to lead up to the NFL draft as well. And the specific team pages, the Miami PFF team page is a fantastic thing for any Dolphins fan to have. Follow them at PFF underscore Miami on Twitter. And like I said, for your chance to win a free PFF edge subscription, go ahead and leave your review and Twitter handle on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And the winner for the second PFF edge subscription is going to be at Fanatic Esh. And his review says, Travis is the guy when it comes to digital coverage of the Fins. He can talk X's and O's until he's blue in the face, and he's a huge Fins fan. That's at FanaticESH for your, or to claim your prize, just go ahead and reach out to me on Twitter, at WingfieldNFL, and I'll get you all set up with that, with that login and Twitter for ProFootballFocus.com. So congrats to at FanaticESH on Twitter. You just won yourself a free PFF Edge subscription. All right, before we get to the injuries here and get you guys ready for game day, i got to remind you guys to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice little rating review. It helps the podcast grow and helps get us out to more Dolphins. This is the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL. All right, so the big injury of the day or the reporting coming out is that the Dolphins fear Jawan James might miss significant time. The Dolphins' right tackle, who has been very solid for him this season at right tackle and pass protection, as well as the running game, sounds like he might be out for a while. And it's going to put Jesse Davis probably, most likely into the right tackle position for an audition for long-term ramifications. If he can play well down the stretch here for these last eight games at right tackle, the Dolphins might have the option to go ahead and just move on from Jawan James and roll that money into a possible Jarvis Landry contract, which I know every Dolphins fan wants to see. So an interesting last half of the season from that standpoint, and of course many other standpoints as well, as the Dolphins roll into Carolina for a date with the Panthers on Monday night and the injury report states on Thursday... Thursday's did not practice participants were Michael Thomas, the safety, obviously Jawan James, the right tackle, and running back Damian Williams and Jakeen Grant both had illnesses and did not practice, but they figured to be back for the game on Monday night. For the Panthers on that side of the football, they had 10 players listed on the injury report, including DNPs of Charles Johnson, the defensive end, as well as center Ryan Khalil, so a couple of big names for them. Did not practice on Thursday, and we'll see what their status is for the game on Monday night. And that's going to do it for today's podcast, the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports podcast for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter, at Wingfield NFL and check out LockdownDolphins.com for the piece on TJ McDonald up right now. Be back on Monday with another edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast presented by MyBookie.ag, your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football.